are listening to Dwarfcasts, brought to you by Enemy and Titan. Episode Commentary, Series 7, Episode 1, Tika to Ride Extended and Remastered Version. If you would like to watch the episode at the same time as listening to the commentary, please press play on your DVD after the sixth beep. Thanks for listening. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, uh, that laughter that you can hear is from uh, Jonathan Caps, who is extremely amused by the fact that the subtitles at the beginning of this episode have denoted stirring, stirring music. music. <laughs> I'm, I must definitely well and truly stirred. And now stirred. flushing, just in case you didn't get what the gag was. Um, have you noticed how in the redone version it looks more like it's coming out of a cat's arsehole? Yeah. I, anyway. Oh, this is John, by the way. Yes. Yeah, let's do the introduction. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm Seb Patrick. Uh, I am Jonathan Caps. I'm Tanya Jones. And I'm John Hall. And we are watching the extended and remastered version of Ticket to Ride. It's just um, such a fantastic thing to have on the DVD. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, you can um, watch it along with the extended and non-remastered, should you wish. If you yes. can't. But well, no, because as, as we will, sh- I'm sure, come to discuss, there are bits in this that are better yes. um, in the original than they are in the remastered, and there are bits of this that, where the remastered is better. Yeah, I think overall the remastered is better. Mm. I think there's two shots in remastered that um, I actually prefer the original of. Uh, the first being the actual flushing shot with all the stuff coming up, which I think looks better in the um, normal extended. Uh, just the liquid. <laughs> like if we're going to be uh, <laughs> specific it just looks better um, and the other one and it's the really infuriating one it's the shot with um, uh, the VII uh, why bit the itself which yeah like, why the fuck have they cropped yeah, yeah. well this is what we've got here is I mean well, it's, is this the, the first ever flashback yeah, no, sort of recap thing and I think it's not it's not the first pre-credit sequence is it because we had polymorph kind yeah. of that wasn't really. Nah, yeah, I wouldn't class that as a pre credit Is it the first pre credit sequence? More it probably should have been sent. I mean, if you're going to count Polymorph, yeah. you'd have to count backwards. Um, so, I mean, and you'd have this to was, count Tungtar. This is weird. I mean, if you think back to watching this back in 97, this was just a really exciting moment. Because yeah. this was. Yeah. The most exciting the moment of the episode of a, is a right. clip from Series 6. Well, no, no, I mean the whole introduction. Just even. Okay, it's a bit of a crap introduction, but seeing Lister at the start and, you know, knowing that we're going to get. The conclusion to a cliffhanger that some of us had been waiting years for. It's uh, you know this. I I I was genuinely excited watching this for the first time. I always feel weird when people start talking about this kind of thing because I've got this huge blank space where my memory of these things should be when it comes to Red Dwarf, and I don't actually understand how that gap occurred because series three, I I still know relatively well, kind of off by heart, some episodes. So I don't quite know how I got to how I got from the point where I was recording episodes and learning off by heart, and, I've, and I think I've still got some series five on on VHS off air, but I don't understand how I got to the point where I don't even remember to Gen- ride that well. General apathy, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps, uh, maybe my brain's blocking it out. Yeah, that's what I was. You know, is the cruel. <laughs> yeah. to say. I, d- I do think. I mean, Tika gets a fair bit of criticism, and for certain reasons, you know, some of it's justified. But it I is think the it's best p- episode of the series. I don't know if it's necessarily the best. The best. This, mm. I think, this or Stoke are the best. It's certainly by far the most interesting episode of the series. Yeah, this I is a nice little. I like. I like this little gag at the end. I find it the funniest. 
to be honest with the series as well. Um, mm. Well, I mean, we'll get on to it, but all the Dallas stuff, I just yeah. think it's really good. So now we have a remastered um, opening. Just Yeah, just going back to what I was saying before, the other shot that I really don't like in the remastered compared to the original is the shot with the model shot inside the um, VII, which hasn't mm. got... isn't dynamic. Yeah, it's, actually it's close in. It's closer yeah. in than yeah. the... Uh, was the original sort of big yeah, swooping, nice big sweeping yeah. shot? Um, yeah. And I don't know why they didn't just do a swooping shot because yeah. that would just, been just replicate the whole thing. Yeah. Just I just want to say as well, I, I think this that as it comes to the end, that opening titles in terms of opening montages, I think series seven has, even though a lot of them are crap bits from crap episodes, <laughs> I think it has the best opening montage. It's nicely edited. Yeah, it's, um, it's a good pace. But apart apart from those, I think remasters is a huge improvement and, it's and you so won't hear us saying those words too often and it's so, <laughs> and it's so impressive the way that because it's done on the uh, multi-angle feature they've done it so the sound is exactly the same in the you know original yeah. and the remastered mm, exactly and it fits perfectly that first starbuck shot where it goes past camera yeah. and the sound is spot on mm-hmm. it's just ridiculously impressive it's really really good I mean it, to the very last millisecond there must have been identical uh, shots to make it work and it is it, it must have made it far more difficult than it should have been to be fair um, the problem with this episode is that so far there's only been one line I like and that is um, the Air Belgium line oh, no, so as, as I mentioned I do like the uh, it's about that big can't miss it it's all, it's all right, but this is a very strange opening scene. It's even stranger watching it in the extended well, format this isn't yeah. because of the pauses that are being left for laughter. I mean, mm. you, you kind of have to mention it at some point with the extendeds. It is so weird that they recorded this and left pauses to fill in laughter. And as we know, mm. not canned laughter, although a lot of people assumed it was, mm. but very re-recorded well. laughter, which uh, Armando Iannucci has declared was a very, very strange thing to do. Um, when uh, Gwen asked about it. Yeah, but Amanda Nucci is wrong about <laughs> Well, yeah, he doesn't like Red Dwarf, but when I, uh, you know, when I asked about, when he was talking about audience laughter, and I said, well, what do you think about the idea of if you want to record it without laughter and then showing it to an audience rather than adding canned laughter, he just looked baffled by the idea. Mm-hmm. And because people thought that, that Partridge was shot in the same way as Red Dwarf, with, you know, four-walled sets and without an audience, and they added canned laughter. They didn't. The caravan set is a four-walled set, but the audience just looked down from above yeah. is the way they did that oh that's quite interesting mm. but that's but more and more of that on the Partridge cast <laughs> indeed like, coming <laughs> soon <laughs> this is a weird scene and yeah it's, and well it's this is too much mugging out of from, uh, uh, well the thing is I haven't got a problem with mugging in general but I've got a problem with the fact there's no good jokes yeah <laughs> the Lone Ranger without the thing is at this point it just become obvious to me that both actors here have kind of forgotten how to do their characters. Mm. And, and instead they're just exaggerating. Ooh, that's that's nice lovely. That's that is very good. Nice I'm not sure. You see, I'm not sure they have to. And I do love this. I've got to, for all the problems with a lot of the effects of Series 7, whenever they used that external shot through the windscreen, it was always <laughs> brilliant. There you go. Rimmer like gets the first yeah. genuinely good gag of the episode. <laughs> the minute splatula. <laughs> That's very serious. But the weird thing about that, and I've always found it strange, Cat laughs at Rimmer's joke. Mm. Yeah. That's weird. That's I'm well, not That's nec- almost smug. Even. I'm not necessarily saying it's completely ridiculously out of character, but it strikes me as odd. Because that's never happened. Maybe before. maybe the cat came up with a joke and uh, and Rimmer delivered mm. it. This so is a uh, extended gag isn't it I don't remember yeah. the extended very well because when I watched it once without the laughter I could I could never watch it again so 
I don't remember a, a lot of the extended stuff. This is really a terrible anecdote. There's a lot of Lister... Well, I was going to say there's a lot of Lister anecdotes in 7. That's not quite fair, because there's a lot of Lister anecdotes in previous series. But it's kind of veering into almost Craig Charles stand-up. Yes, exactly. Mm. Um, That's exactly the problem I have. I'm surprised that he never talked about somebody called George McGee, quite frankly. (laughs) Yeah. It's It's like I said before, I'm pretty sure the street pizza... um, line from later on in the episode is taken from a Craig Charles stand-up because I'm mm. almost positive I heard him I've heard him make that joke before this is far too long for, I know it's in the extended version yeah. but you could see why it was cut because for an early gag in the episode it's it's far too long I'm unfunny it has no laughs in it there's mm. just nothing there it's just ah he had curry and he shat a lot cat wearing black armbands yeah why are they wearing black armbands it was a joke earlier. So we heard. Well, about yeah, the, but it, it's a mark of respect, mockingly. He's gone to a lot of trouble, hasn't he? Oh yeah. The cat's just got a bow on it as well. I'd never noticed that before. <laughs> For such a throwaway yeah. gag, that's quite a lot of effort. But we are coming up. I mean, I have issues with um, Ticker as I do with every <laughs> series seven episode. But the location work in this series is incredible. Well, it's so good. I mean, I mean this look at that. is just yeah, it's wonderful. But it's it's stupid, in a big wind tunnel, but they've turned Starbuck into the TARDIS, basically. <laughs> you know, I haven't actually got a problem with that, though. Yeah. Necessarily, I also have a problem with obviously with what the time drive has become, which is all of a sudden it's uh, you know one of the best gags in Out of Time is mm, yeah. you know we're, we're back in we're, we're in deep space in the 14th century. The one thing I'd say about that though is Robin Hook have never eaten well. And Doug, in this case, has never, Actually, been, has never been one not to change something if it helps the show. I do have to say as well, when I always used to get quite angry about the fact that they changed the time drive, and then I saw the Ed By thing on the, <laughs> on the DVD where he talks about somebody come, coming up and saying, "You ruined that episode yeah. for me." It was like, but but we invented it. It was a machine that we invented. And I thought, okay, maybe it's possible to be a bit heavy-handed it, about it. Yeah. There, there are worse. Um, defying the show's own internal logic issues in this episode, <laughs> as we shall come to, it, then you know, or suddenly it can take them anywhere. I mean, I'm I'm happy. I don't mind that because a normal ease of merged to, you know, yeah, there is that. Merged and it, it doesn't really. That is okay, but the problem with it, really, it's not so much the fact that they've changed what it used to be. Because as you say, all they've done is you can treat this series as another cut-off point mm-hmm. where it's a slightly different reality to previous series. That's fine. I don't have a problem. God, that's a wonderful show. Sorry, it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a brief thing I'll come to in a minute when he says about cash files that I'll come back to but I'll finish my original point first, <laughs> which was um, if the time drive can take them anywhere at any time why don't they all just piss off back to earth instead well, no, of going to get some they, and then come back they, they explained that at the end of the episode did they? they said you saw how much havoc we caused within the first few seconds of arriving on earth imagine the irreparable damage we'd do to the time okay, but, no, that, okay that bit, but that's after they've discovered everything that's gone on why is their first instinct to go and get some curries and bring them back not we can go because to they still know they still know of the dangers and so they're doing a, a short jaunt um, a, a test jaunt I, I think the question Isn't is it? do we believe that these characters would be that uh, responsible Mm. In a weird way, I do because Great Lister has Flab. always been, you know, the moral conscience of the crew. I keep bringing this out from mm. time to time. I do actually believe that he would care enough 
not well, to completely I don't know. things up. I, I, yeah, I can this believe is, this that is like Cui the list of the first couple of series. Cui's is Achilles' heel, um, and I can imagine, <laughs> I can imagine him going a bit crazy. If so the, the thing that just before, by the way, was because it, it came up on the subtitles as well, spelled correctly. For ages, certainly from the first time I saw it, when Crichton talked about clearing out cash files. Mm. I never really got that it was cash with a CH. I, I thought, does he have the financial records of Red Dwarf in his head or something? <laughs> <laughs> cash files. There's I a really dodgy cut here. I seriously didn't. Oh, yeah. the they, they shouldn't have shown the <laughs> oh, no, eyes. I, I, yeah, they shouldn't have shown the eyes, but I don't think that's a dodgy cut. No, I it's only a dodgy really. cut because you've just seen the eyes like that. The, the eyes but I think that's quite nicely edited. Otherwise. I think it is. Apart from that, yeah, I agree. I think it is. Well, we are coming up to possibly my favourite joke in the episode certainly mm. my favourite visual joke I think it's really really clever it's gonna I think the only thing I think about this as well I think is a shame um, the introducing the kind of bad oh, sorry sorry just this bit oh the uh, I yeah. think that's great that is a nice that is a lovely gag. visual gag yeah. I think that's really um, good yeah the whole thing I mean having this spare head as the bad spare head <laughs> means we get rid of uh, I don't need no bugger to do out for me. It's all brilliant, you know. Again, it's you know when you looking at a show that doesn't care that much about series to series continuity, it's not that major a thing. No. It's just a shame to have lost, you know, that that gag and that. I mean, not that they ever really go back to it, but Starbuck really is doing a lot of sharp turns, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that was an untreated shot at the start yeah. there. Um, and this is another. Was it? Yeah, it was an un- untreated. Uh, they just slipped in. I have to say. I do love this scene. This is the first scene for me that really, really. I works. really, really want some waffles coated in cheese. Oh, God. <laughs> but um, fuck mm, them. Waffles. <laughs> I love this. Oh. <laughs> Dear, it's, it's a really good scene. It's, really it's the start of this. calling back to old successes with the the whole Grinnell attack. True, but and I'm always wary. There's a lot of new stuff as well. It's not just this. It's. Mm. I, I, I like it I love the fags tucked into his belt there. yeah <laughs> and Robert's really good in it as well it's, yeah. it's my generator overheating is a great <laughs> line no, I, it's just, it's this good. is the first time that you really see though the, the weirdness in this episode of the silver costume yeah it's, it's completely bizarre I mean Crichton is the most changed character mm series by series anyway but this yeah. is just it's, it's not bad here because I mean because of the lighting and stuff it still looks vaguely dark and you know it is just kind of a you know an updated version it's when they're on earth and in natural light it just looks silver rather than yeah. black or shiny black you bet your ass it's like, I do like that line it's uh, the way Lister then cock. delivers you that, don't say bet your ass yeah, yeah. It's, it's just uh, again there's this is a scene and oddly enough, there's not much Rimmer in it either. Mm. So yeah, that's a good point. You can't. Rimmer does get one of the best bits of the episode later on. Yeah. So it, you, I don't know. There's just there's something about that scene that really works, and I don't often say that about yeah. series. No, I, I have absolutely Ooh, agree. That's, Starbucks. That's very. Oh, nice. a proper it's shot of um, yeah. Gemini it's Twelve. Lovely. It's really good. It was a bit yeah. weird, sort of red afterburners going on there on Starbucks. Yeah. Crichton hums a funky tune. Thanks, <laughs> subtitles. Uh, I like that. That's exactly the same um, spacesuit that um, Craig wears on the um, the reshot. Is yeah, it? Um, you look at the helmet. The helmet's so identical. Wait a minute. What? So they made that suit just for this scene? Well, because I assume no, it's the, the, the same purpose. the same suits used in Blue when he's playing golf 
as well. Ah, oh, that's yeah. a, they've, that they've is a lovely scene, scene in times. Blue Pink. That, that is a gorgeous scene. scene. Actually, that's the point. Yeah, we really were talking about best nice episode of the, of the series. I think Blue is I, the best episode I, of the series for. We'll get on to that. Series when four? Blue, series seven. Sorry, we'll, it's episode. We'll get on to that when we do the Blue commentary. Because well, yeah. I, I half agree. Now, this is is it's a masterpiece. It's done it. This is superb. You see, this is what gets me about Series 7. Mm. All this stuff, it's not the Red Dwarf of the previous six Oh, series, no, it's, it's not Red Dwarf it's no, it's at all. And I am so, if they could have gone down this yeah. route for the rest of the series, exactly. I would have been more than I, mean, I, I think they exaggerate on the documentary when they say, we had people asking us, where did you get the colour footage from? But that said, it still looks fantastic. It still looks very good. It's and the scenes like this, properly excellent sort of setups yeah. like this that make Series 7 better for me than Series 8 because Series 8 has nothing to compare with this this looks like it's got so much more in the way of thought on a production level there's yeah, yeah. so much more thought and obviously money but the problem is that it. Series 8 gets more laughs out of me in general yeah mm. so well, and that's mm. kind of why I watch Red Dwarf to laugh but the, as, I mean, well, I don't mind a slightly different sort of experience. I like his always been a bit of a whiz. That's that's a nice It's a good example of kind of a cliched sort of joke, but done just nicely. It's mm. done done quite well. Yeah. Jeff K is quite a bad. Yeah, that's just. Oh yes, because list is really thick, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. It's not that he's rebuilt. Well, remember, he can't like, do a join the dots. <laughs> <laughs> And this, this is again. This is another kind of sta- yeah. It feels like a stand-up monologue, and it's just, it just feels unnatural. Oh, this and is forced and, mm. and and not particularly satisfying. It would have been better actually if the cat said, "Why wouldn't anybody name their kid after it?" You sometimes forget that cat's meant to be the stupid one when you've got Lister doing all the stupid. This well, you've got to give all your lines to you want, actually. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's really um, lit. There. Were Lister's intelligence kind of varies wildly, doesn't it? Yeah. From series to series, yeah, exactly. almost. And, and Watson Aguan. And to, yeah, and to be fair, that didn't oh, start with series seven and eight either. No, it, no, um, not at all. I mean, you could be forgiven for being surprised when you hear the line, "You've got brains, man." Brains you never used. <laughs> I do love. I mean, this is such a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Look at Robert's face there. <laughs> <laughs> that is just—it's over the top. It's, it's not very dwarfy, but it works. Brilliant! Right now. It's really good. It's it's very very good. Um, of course, why is he doing this? Does he think this will help him if he f- falls off? Why is he wearing? Cable, no, he's he's done it to times because he thinks he might fall, and he thinks well the cable's attached to the wall, so if I fall, it'll split him in half. I was going to say if yeah, he falls, he's managed to pull it away from the wall with just his hand. So yeah. do you think it's going to support his whole body weight? It will. Prob- I mean, depending it on how seems high like, up he is, yeah. it will probably give him quite bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just seems like it's just there for this this gag it's like oh yeah we'd really like to do this how are we going to contrive I, should, I don't actually care though because I like this I, I think this is quite a good and it, what, how, how did they not see him well you might just not be looking over there yeah. there's no I, I'm, I'm fine with that <laughs> it's yeah but you, you have to kind of set yourself up here's the street pizza a few gag, times yeah, to do that which is just it just always jars with me what, oh, what's the one that, about fat bastard the giant fat pizza. bastard are yeah it just it, I'm almost certain that it's a Craig Charles joke that's I why I quite like that line it's a foot across <laughs> you don't think that's a giant <laughs> <laughs> Bastaria 
Isn't it meant to be area like a pizzeria? <laughs> the Fat yeah. Pastoria. Yeah. Pastoria. That's We're like just uh, stupid commenting subtitles. on the subtitles. Though. Oh, shut up! Not Patrick. that the subtitles are ever wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Do you see? Cut for and knuckers. Do you get it? He means yeah. his cock hair. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just being unpleasant. I'm sorry. I'm trying to remember because I remember for ages. This guy reminds me of somebody. He looks a bit like Ian well, Lee. I tell you what, they, I tell you what they don't remind well. me of. They don't remind me of American. Americans. <laughs> 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 Sorry, it really pisses me off that the smoke disappears from the yeah. guns. It, I know it shouldn't. Nice one, crates. Yes. <laughs> this is a. Uh, this is really spooky, though. Yeah, yeah this, this is really well done. Really good. Th- this is the problem with this episode: is it has just the most amazing sections to it, mm. interspersed with just just mediocre crap. And all this, I mean, the fact that this was shot on an airfield, yeah, and, and it just looks brilliant. And it's, I'm really pleased they splurged the whole budget on. Yeah. It's look at this, right? That purple car, yeah, right. Fade the oh. purple car there. They cut the middle out. It, yeah, that works if it hadn't been for that purple car. Yeah, <laughs> as it is, it just looks like they've faded and continued, <laughs> which, they <laughs> which they did. Which they did. But um, it's such a nice purple car. Maybe there was two purple cars. <laughs> this is a good joke. It just, it's just the first ga- the first line of male <laughs> I, 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 I prefer the original though I don't I think the extended labour's a joke too much I think well yeah <laughs> but that's that's the problem you find yeah. with a lot of the later <laughs> stuff but yeah <laughs> it's just really the de- delivery's never mm. quite right with the cat from this point on um he just n- he never nails the original sort of. Chessmonter feel. looking completely different there to it actually does in the shot that we saw previously. Yeah, I do like this section though. This like little alternate history. Bit of it just works. Yeah. it's really good. This is nice in the sense that because we see this and then see it later. Yeah, um, it's just a very well put together episode apart from the odd little. Uh, well, the odd little continuity jump. The one the middle, big continuity. The middle section I'm pretty happy with. To be honest, I think it's yeah, yeah. I think it really works. I like this history lesson as well. It, you mm. know, it's because well, at the time it's I first watched nice this, I didn't really it. know. You know, I, I didn't have a clear about fucking. I mean, you know, dystopian futures are one thing, but dystopian alternate presents or pasts mm. are always it good. Is, yeah, I always enjoy that. Isn't it weird though that um, the stuff about Kennedy and uh, Rimmer says he was a fine man? Yeah. It always slightly feels weird. Again, I'm not saying it's completely out of character. Yeah, what I was going to say, Vimmer saying that Kennedy was a fan, it doesn't sit right because yeah, Vimmer thinks that Napoleon Yeah, yeah, v- v- Vimmer is, well, surely he's right wing. Mm. He's Yeah, it's strange. Maybe he admired his womanising. <laughs> <laughs> no, he would have been madly jealous. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I do like this joke. His was just lower down. Yeah, no. Higher up. Higher up. <laughs> just higher yes, up. that classic joke that I just got completely wrong. <laughs> it's good though. Damn, like this. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will be honest though. I will be honest though. My kind of, I do like a lot of this episode. Yeah. But I can't help but escape the fact that I, even though I enjoy quite a lot of it there's it's nowhere near any of no, the previous it's, 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 it's the thing is the story's good 
the story's really good the dialogue is a bit off the mm. performances I think really let it, let it down apart from Rimmer the performances aren't particularly bad in their own right it's just that they're completely inconsistent I, d- I don't know I just, they've never, they never sit right with me there. I don't feel like it's, it's the Lister we've always there known I don't feel like it's the cat we've always known there is something off yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's something very disturbing. Mm. The thing is, I mean, it does almost feel in this like the potential beginnings of turning it into something more comedy drama or yeah, absolutely. The problem is that it's still within a half hour sitcom yeah, format. Yeah, they can't really do and that. And also, it was the comeback of a very famous sitcom that had been off the air for years, mm. and there was a lot of expectation on it to be a sitcom. To be honest, yeah, a, a sitcom returning like this should have given us more of the same for the first series back mm. and started to dick around with everything yeah. the next series. As it happens, they did it the other way the around, other way around. Yeah. to a certain extent. Easier to look at it now, without the weight of expectation. But yeah, I still I did love it at the time though. But then again, I was blinded by pure fanboy excitement when I first um, watched it. I don't I don't think I really liked it at all. Um, but I do remember my uncle saying, "Oh, how great the last two series were." Um, oh, mate. But then, I mean, I, I still nice I'm still not fond of it of either two, se- you know, the last two series. Um, I think series eight is probably funnier, and I, you know, I, there's some I really there's some really nicely filmed bits in series mm. seven, but it yeah. doesn't have the same hold over me, and I really couldn't care less if I watched the two series or not. I mean, I haven't even watched them all completely. <laughs> I don't think. Well, that's the depth of my apathy towards yeah. the last two series when, I um, care when series 8 was showing originally mm. I watched diligently, diligently for the first three episodes I then completely ignored the series until the very last episode because I completely and I was a big Red Dwarf fan and I just completely lost interest I series 8 held no interest I, I with series 8 you see it's just I'm not it's I don't like it really that much but yeah. I can watch it more because it's got a lot more of a likeable atmosphere to me yeah. than series um, 7 if all of series 7 had been of the quality of Ticket to Ride absolutely no doubt but the problem with series 7 is you start getting episodes like Robberus, Beyond the Joke Epidemic <laughs> and it's like well I can laugh at Crisis TV. I can even laugh at quite a bit of Pete if I'm in the right mood. Um, Ouroboros, you know, Epidine, that lot, they just do absolutely nothing at all for me. That's my problem with it. I quite like Epidine for the drama. I think the drama in Epidine is quite good. And I like the character of Epidine a lot. I just find him annoying. No, but I, I know really you're like supposed him. to. Yeah. No, I don't know. I think I think you're meant to view him as very much a confidence sort of character. Is that he's meant to be annoying for the other characters, but he's kind of fun for the viewers. Mm. I, I like him. I think well, he's a cunt. <laughs> we've just completely <laughs> missed talking about a scene that had loads of stuff in it. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Yeah. Go on. Well, keep well going. it's a bit. Well, no, but it's um. It was just there's a bit that's the extended bit that that I thought was really good where they're talking about Lister and. You know, at times Lister's really can- sensitive and caring, and at times he's a moron. And it's <laughs> yeah. interesting that that wasn't kept in because that kind of sums up the way he's been treated. It yeah. also had that Rimmer moment, which is Rimmer's one minute you down, the next you right, right back, back up, up again, again, which, which is a great we, line. we're quite, quite a really wise. great line. Um, um, this is stupendously done. Um, Mm. Oh, yeah, from this onwards but especially the bit coming up obviously yeah. it's just invo- it's, yeah, it, it's, it's really, really it's just nice 
implication. You know, you don't have to it's see funny. anything. It's not funny. You know, this really. is drama. You know, this is this, this is, is this is what this holds my attention. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then we. Oh no, it's just. And pop, popular culture reference from the cat again. Yeah. That oh, makes a lot I, of sense. I, I, there was a website which had a, a picture of this. Um, uh, poster and said, uh, "Yeah, so ever wondered what that reference that Cat makes about the <laughs> scratching her butt? Well, now you know. Only you still won't find it very funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was out of date, even the you know, yeah, even in that was, yeah. ten, ten years ago. Ten yeah. years ago, <laughs> longer than that, wasn't it? It's, wasn't it?" Early to mid 80s. Oh, I mean, this episode was 10 years ago. Oh, right, yeah. So yeah. we're out of date that. even now then. This is fantastic. It's just yeah. beautiful. It's well, really sure. beautiful. But, I mean, my look problem the budget is straight on the screen. That's what I like about this episode. But my problem yeah. with this is this scene is the last really good scene in the episode. Mm. Apart, no, that's not true, because then yeah. you go back and you've got to I really clever stand. split screening just there as yeah, well. I, yeah, because they appear, that. but the policemen are still moving and closing the van. The policemen aren't standing still. Do you know what that so is? So they must have split screened. Yeah, I was going to say, you never get a complicated shot like that in series five and six, and mm. that's because Ed Bai is a split screen fucking master. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was, the, he was, he pioneered it with no, series one. And no, but series six has got some very complex split screens and he didn't do that uh, that's a good point you've got in the sirens um, yeah. oh yeah but I mean nothing like, I mean I don't know that, it's they, just, they it's just the, the way the, the easy way to do that would have been the way they do lots of things appearing on Rimmer and in Rimmer's hands in earlier series which is to have him stationary and then put the stuff on him and then pick up again <laughs> what <laughs> they do there is off. they appear on the right hand part of the screen mm. while somebody is moving and doing things on the, on the left hand so it has to be but not only that but they've also because moved it doesn't, it doesn't look fuzzy enough to be any kind yeah, of green screen yeah but that's the thing a few either. seconds earlier they've moved across what the, where the joint yeah. would be so how have they done that hang no, on it's a minute excellent. how does Kennedy know that he was assassinated in 1963 if he if he's sitting there in, well, what, no, Lister, Lister tells him what, what. There's a brief bit where Lister goes, "I've got yeah. a very strange story to tell." And, oh, right, okay. and oh, so yeah. the implication is Lister's oh. filled him in on everything and where oh. who he is and where he's from. I have to say, this, <laughs> this scene, <laughs> this, this scene has my least favourite line of dialogue in the entirety of Ticker, which, which is. is it did. It did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. off. Fuck you see? Just fuck like, off. I know the future. <laughs> it's just terrible yeah. it's really embarrassing <laughs> and the problem is it's this scene's I don't like this scene because it's, it's a bit heavy handed it's, mm. it's not funny <laughs> I know it's not supposed to be to yeah. be fair but really apart that, from the old that line, was, that that's was a hell of a cut that yeah. How the hell did this he get out of his van? Actually, how the fucking hell did he get out of the... Oh, Lister's got a teleporting yeah, yeah. drive. Oh, I thought... This is so good, though. It's just, it's, it's a brilliant really idea. Good. It's mm. just a shame that it's completely fucked up <laughs> by the fact that... I mean, even if they'd resolved the cliffhanger at the start of Series 7 and done this episode either later in the series or in Series 8, even... That would you still could be just about, It would still be last, but you could just about get away with it. The mm. fact that... In at the very beginning of this episode, the reason why their future selves can't kill them is that their future selves then cease to exist and so can't kill them. Yeah. To then have a scene where <laughs> the future JFK kills the past JFK and then fades out of existence, but has still killed him. And this is this is a brilliant shot. It's a brilliant scene where he kills him. And if we hadn't had that cliffhanger resolution at the start, 
this would have been perfect. Yeah. And it's just a brilliant scene and a brilliant idea. I mean, it's ruined. I mean, you know, their hands are a bit tied because you know that's the logic that they've chosen to use, but. I it's mean, a real shame yeah, I mean, because I sh- you can't get that out of your head while watching I it I must admit it never even occurred to me <laughs> well <laughs> seriously and I hate this You're bit what the fuck really is this all about I know. Um, the weird thing about this bit is oh that's nice sorry yeah. um, actually, but, but, but I, I, do, I do like this it, it seems to it does seem tacked on but I do quite like it I I no, quite like some of it that's interesting it's with a wine I quite like some of it um with that beating up scene I used to hate it and I'm still not that keen mm. but I remember reading an interview with Jem Whippy it sound and he said what he liked about that scene was that um uh was that it was that could never possibly have survived it and he thought it was really hilarious that they dubbed on so many sounds yeah. that he couldn't and then, have possibly yeah, survived and then yeah gets his truncheon out and which know. and I kind of quite like it for it's over the top <laughs> yeah. but um oh, I do like all this yeah. Is, uh, ah, too good. good to be a vault meter now, are you? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, because of course, all this is shot when Chris Barry has agreed to come back. Really? Yeah. Oh, right. It must be, because this was shot. Yeah, this was shot. This yeah. was shot during Red Dwarf Night. Presumably. Yeah, it was yeah. All, this was not shot on the Do you not read the Ganymede really? Time comments? Yeah, this was shot on the same set. That the Red Dwarf Knight Smegux mm. links are recorded on, uh, and, and on it was the all same recorded. day. Yeah. As Craig Charles. I, actually, I, I believe Ryan is wearing a very different and not a silver costume. There. I be- I believe that um, uh, this a version of this was in the original early draft of the scripts, but it was altered uh, a bit. Yeah. Um, and so they just yeah they just picked it up. Yeah. It's nice. I, I do like it because it it does. It wraps up why they can't just go back it's, to Earth and yeah. be done with I, it. I like it and I love the. Even I think the CGI in this is quite good. Um, the video effects still don't match up to those in. Um, I don't know if it's CGI or video effects, but it still doesn't match up to the stuff we got in Series Six. No. no. Which is even a bit the time drive effects are nowhere near as nice. Yeah, as nice six. as the Series Six stuff. Um, I mean, but, why? But they my my problem with this ending is I think the tagline is incredibly weak. Um, it's the you know or just me a load of curry fans from Agantastic yeah. it's just another yeah, it, yeah, there's a, a real point. slip in the dialogue there Rimmer describes himself as a superior officer and he because he knows he's not an officer he never calls himself a superior you know earlier on you yeah. know, any idea of the penalty for calling a deceased senior technician a smearcat ah. he only ever refers to himself as a senior technician because he because he makes such a big point so, of not being I think he's decided that he's, he's now an officer because he is the senior no but even just then he said he, you know he said as senior technician on this ship and then he suddenly says senior officer yeah. and Rimmer's got such a bee in his bonnet about not being an officer yeah. and he's yeah. such a stickler that he would never call himself an officer That's unless he was one. So it's a really strange. I mean, maybe it is because this is something that was done later on and you know shot tacked on. But there's no excuse for. So this is what this is what you said before about they explain why they don't go back to the past. Um, But I just don't really remember this scene very well because I could only stomach to watch the (laughs) extended version. I do. I do love this bit a lot. This bit's great. Yeah. And I only ever I only ever saw this clip. This is the first clip I saw the extended uh, during. Universe Challenge. During Universe Challenge, exactly. That's uh, a great. nice shot. I love that shot of the. Uh, yeah. That's a bit of CG. It's really good. Look at this <laughs> smug bastard. Oh, no. This, no, this, this last bit of the scene is really excellent. <laughs> <laughs> 
love the idea of Rimmer having planned this. Yeah. It's I love how there's just a little lever that separates <laughs> the fucking ship. As yeah. if, as if any old technician <laughs> is, can do that. And that's a nice CGI shot as well. That. So yeah. I mean, the thing and is, that as well. That's yeah, good. this is a really good CGI shot, but Lister's in the engines. So how the hell are they going to fly without him? Hey, but that's ah, come on, right. they've got impulse power <laughs> on the front. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is an excellent it is shot. Good. That is it's really good. That's I less know, good. look. That's like you all effort, yeah. know my opinions on CGI versus model shots. Not generally, but in Red Dwarf, I have to say, when I first saw that, I thought it was models. Mm, yeah, I mm. honestly did. It's really good. It's, I think, better than. I think it's it's better than even the remastered Ticket to Ride shots. I think it's. Yeah, it's it's, well, it's just very dramatic. It's really super. But it's but this is, it's this weird is such how a weak ending though this bit it's just yeah it would have been yeah it's just just ending that, it with him floating what away what the fuck is that anyway better. how does that curry keep well it's the future dear all oh, right it's future so space, space curry keep? space curry curry keeps that's the whole point of curry yeah well, no, the it's a way of, of it. preserving Surely chicken yeah. chicken masala well, no, I, I think we can assume is it to radiate curry sauce stops meat from going off yeah that point of curry I think we have to assume that they've sold that long we've got lyrics on this yeah I think we have to assume they've sold the issue of best before dates in the future yes right you see this this right these credits right it's like someone who's gone into Word and said about a document <laughs> and decided, oh, it's all right, I'll use Times New Roman. That looks yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. trying, I think it's trying to make the series look classier, but it just ends up making no, it look No, Times boring. New Roman should never be used for anything professional, they could ever. Have, could have used well, well, apart from the Times newspaper. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah. And, uh, you know... When, when Georgia all, exists, there is no reason to use Times New Roman. Well, no, I, I like Times as a font, but... A lot, and I use it for a lot of things, but I don't think. It I think it's ugly. Mm. No, I, 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 you come. I think you're ugly. I think you're a fucking, <laughs> fucking, fucking That's weird. We get a 2005. Yeah. The right thing at the Yeah, because it's, it's the. It's yeah. really clever, isn't it? That. Mm. But still, the old BBC logo there. Yeah, and we're going to carry on talking. I don't care the episodes. We are. We are. So, well, if what, we have anything else left to talk well, what, about, because we, we have noticed that we've we've hurried to the end of things usually. We've sounded like on the cast commentaries. Yeah, the go- but we're better. Than and the we cast. don't need to do that. So no. I don't quite know what we did. No, <laughs> yeah, we've done it for like you know. All I think we wanted to pretend that we were important and that this <laughs> was actually going to be on the DVD. Yeah, and we, 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 we went we good to enough meeting. to get on the fan commentaries. What did we each think of the episode? Then? Okay, um, out of ten, I would give it six. Which is really insightful. <laughs> no, I think um, it has excellent moments. It has fantastic location work. It looks brilliant. Yeah. The concept is fantastic, and it's exactly the sort of out there thing. That, you know, it, it, it's it's excellent that Red Dwarf decided to to do something so differently. So Red Dwarf didn't decide to do it. Doug Nelly decided to do something so different. But the problem is in the dialogue is shit. The the performances are shit as they are throughout the whole series really. And um, there's that there's that bloody continuity ever. Mm. I mean, it's a very well made and very well put together and very well shot piece of TV. There's just not enough jokes in it. That's yeah. The problem. Yes. I mean, it's I, I uh, like to. I don't mind. I mean, I I I'm firmly in the prefer- preferring seven to eight camp because I appreciate You're seven camp. Well, <laughs> uh, I appreciate I appreciate seven as being well made TV, whereas I think eight is a mess. For the most part, um, it looks and, nice. And he, but, but within the context of Seven, I do like Tika. But then again, in the context of Seven, I, I'm one of the people who actually doesn't think Uroboros is that bad. Sorry, <laughs> fucking cunt. It's 
fucking abominable, you shits. But what? then again, I also don't think that Duck Supers is bad. I think it's the, it's the back end of the series that's really bad. I think Eroboros and Duck Super are okay. Um, the back end. I, obviously, none of them are as good as the ones with Rimmer in. <laughs> but obviously, daunting. Beyond the Joke, <laughs> while it has the odd moment, is a mess. Mm. And I hate the last two episodes. I really don't I, think they work. At I all. think the only three episodes worth anything in series seven are um, Stoke, uh, Ticker, and Blue. Yeah. I, th- I think they're the only, yeah, they're the only ones general. that are that are genuine. But the good. rest are perfectly watchable, apart from barely a joke. Yeah. Thanks. I see. I you haven't made that. Them. It was Arlene. I honestly, Arlene. Was it Arlene? Honestly. Yeah, I think so. I don't think it was. I think it was Pete. Or something. Yeah. I don't think it was Arlene. Tanya, what did you think of uh, Ticker? Um, I, f- I find it very difficult to talk about series seven and eight, partly because I haven't watched a lot of it, or I haven't watched a lot of it for an awful long You've time. You've got to talk through these traumatic um, I know, I know, and, and having that kind of memory blank. And Actually, it's not particular, I do actually remember Ticket to Ride very vaguely, but um, I In that case, you're more eminently qualified to talk about the episode than some of the <laughs> cast. <laughs> yeah. True. Um, I, I don't know, I don't know how I can sum this up without sounding like a complete unreasonable bitch. Because I don't like series oh, yeah, seven and eight. Because we are allowed we, not to like I'm, series seven and eight. I was going to say because we've been really reasonable all the no, way through. You're, you're allowed not to like series seven and eight. You just need to say uh, why. Well, yeah, I know. I, I, I take the point no. that is, you know, it's all well made, and you know, but it doesn't. I don't think it really hangs together as an episode of Red Dwarf. Um, I don't, it's not got the same aura about it as the other six series had. I find it there's the old joke and I laugh and but I just have you know so like hyperdrive you know where you're like well yeah, yeah okay you know that's alright but yeah. you just heave a big sigh then you think right that episode's over and I, it hasn't brought anything to my life it hasn't made me feel really happy I don't want to watch it again <laughs> I've got to say I would rather watch both series 7 and series 8 of Red Dwarf than watch hyperdrive yeah I think that's Personally. a fair comment as well yeah. <laughs> I'd go further than that but I can't think of anything funny. <laughs> Personally, I think Ticker is by far the best episode. Best of a bad seven. bunch. It's it's the one that's just really brimming with potential, and at times they come close to fulfilling that potential. It, it, it's but it's just that I mean those brilliant um, sort of ten fifteen minutes of actual drama in the middle of it yeah. would yeah. be great if they were bookended with some good jokes. Mm. We, you know, you don't need jokes. In, I mean, there are the odd little joke, but you don't need a massive amount of jokes in that whole sequence because that's the serious bit. What you need is for the opening to be really funny and for the payoff to be really funny. And neither of them are. They've got moments and they do inspire laughs. And there are a couple of really good lines in it. And there are sort of excellent bits from Rob and Chris, performance-wise. But you know, it can be better. Exactly, and, it can and, be a lot and, better. Um, oh, sorry, <laughs> but well, then another, another thing about series seven, eight, it doesn't. I don't have the same hook on it. It doesn't hook me in, like because no, I'm looking. Not. What I was looking for is like in series three, it completely hooked me mm-hmm. when you know when it was broadcast, and I was completely obsessed. And yeah. the other, all the other series, I'm fine with watching it. It has the same effect to me. And then I'm, I reach series seven and eight, and I sit there thinking, why? Isn't this having the same? I think when it's exactly yeah, and when it comes to things like that, it's difficult to explain exactly why. Um, I mean, you could try and rationalise it, but in the end of the day, it just comes down to the fact that I don't like this series, (laughs) and I don't like the next series. I think this thing, because for me, it's by far the best episode of series seven. Um, I will admit to being being slightly 
stung by all the problems with criticising Series 7 and 8 because the problem is it's been blown up into such a big thing uh, in Red Dwarf fandom. Yeah. And I think there's faults on both sides. I think the problem is that both sides feel aggrieved. Yeah. So I think that's Which why it all gets pissed up. Um, I and so I kind of, when I was watching it, I was trying extra hard <laughs> to really enjoy the bits that I feel I should enjoy. Yeah. Uh, which I shouldn't be doing because, you know, well, you, you should be able to take You feel like you're merits. compromising your opinion. Well, well I wasn't, no, I wasn't compromising Well, no, opinion, you feel like you, you... But I was, it just felt, you know, like I, I was, was trying, but I do not have to try hard to really enjoy uh, an episode, any episode from series one to six. Whereas yeah. with that, I am, you know, and there is good stuff in it. I mean, part of the problem with my view of Ticket to Ride is I'm an unashamed lover of um, traditional uh, shot in front of an audience sitcoms. I am less a lover of um, comedy drama, so I've automatically got that, got you know, that, got um, that distance. Yeah. Um, having said that, and having said all that, uh, and I, I don't think. Ticket to Ride is as good as any episode previous to it. I agree there is real potential there for it to have turned direction into something that I didn't love as much, but you know, was still good. Yeah. The problem is is that it can't because of well, format limitations, as I mentioned earlier, the expectations placed upon it by being Red Dwarf coming back, mm. it could never fully take that step. And so it feels like a half hearted Look, this is we're kind of stepping in this direction, but we can't really fully do it because certain things are expected of us. I almost wonder if if Doug hadn't taken the ideas that he had for things like Ticket to Ride and done it with something completely different. Mm. I mean, in in, in the Strangerers, you see Rob doing things that he couldn't really do with Red Dwarf, mm. and I just wonder. I mean, you know, great as it is that Doug stuck with Red Dwarf, um, you know, in in terms of loyalty and whatever. I just wonder if some of those ideas that Doug's had, that Doug had over the course of series seven and eight, which were very undwarfish ideas, but some very good ones, mm-hmm. if he hadn't done something else with it. And okay, you know, if he'd gone and done something else that was funny and sci-fi, then people might have turned around and said, "Why didn't he just do this as Red Dwarf?" But it seems to me that in series seven, in particular, um, and come to that from reading Last Human, there was a desire of Doug's to do something that was a bit sci-fi-ish and that had funny elements but that just wasn't flat out sci-fi mm. comedy and you know it wasn't flat out comedy and you know it, I, w- I would be intrigued to see what he could do the problem is that there are certain elements particularly in Ticket to Ride that rely on established character tropes mm. but on the other hand you, could do, you wouldn't need to have established characters to do a story whereby um, somebody stumbles across time travel and ends up accidentally going back and preventing the Kennedy assassination mm. you could do that as a fresh story with new characters because mm. um, yeah. it's a great story idea it really it is, is and, you know, the, way, honest, the way that he builds like we mentioned about the, the construction of that scene where all the different floors changing the trajectory it's, it's all brilliantly thought out it, it, wouldn't, um, it wouldn't feel out of place um, as a Doctor Who episode I mean an, an old style no. Doctor Who episode mm. yeah I think that's key for it, for it not feeling like Red Dwarf isn't yeah. it yeah yeah it, I think I mean what, what I mean we may as well talk about series 7 in general I mean general I mean is the field removal um, like a big barrier for anyone? I mean, d- no, because I think it looks great. You really think the field removal looks good? Um, 
I do. Well, no. I mean, okay. I know that there are perfectly valid reasons for hating it, but when it's not needed. Uh, no, but it, it, I I think series okay, seven looks okay. good. Um, yeah. Whether it looks appropriate is a different question. I think for what, as I say, when we talk about the potential for the new direction that yeah. Tika looked like it was going in. Uh, I think I think on Tika in particular it looks great. Yes, I later agree. episodes in the series it doesn't work because they were shifting back more towards the traditional dwarf format. Yeah, but when you look at what right. Tika could have been and when you look at what it's shaping up to be, yes. uh, I think it really suits it. I do. I, I, mean, I think that's spot on. I think even the, being the, shot on film might yeah. have suited it. Although I mean, oh, when definitely. you see TV shows shot on film as opposed to having the field removal effect, you get weird weird things happen with the way with movement. Um, you get blurred movement and stuff sometimes. You, you, you get that with field that removal. Yeah, but you you do get it with with film as mm. well. Well, but I think the you problem, never really get it on the problem I have with, with Red Dwarf. Dwarf and field removal is that I have really bad associations with um, with the remastered. I mean, it looks yeah, like but, absolute shit with but, the remastered. But the problem is that, that it is, wasn't lit for. It. Well, it was. It's two things. One, series one to three were not lit. Yeah. For. Um, that film fit to be whereas applied. this is whereas this is um, and, so, you know, and it would look it, and, it, and it looks odd if you don't treat it well yeah but I, mean, I mean I would have preferred they just did, did, did the star but, lights but, and, and did untreated but, but I think but secondly, the tone of this series though I don't think that I think worked. the direction Tika was going in yes I think it suits it um, whether as I say whether if it had gone more down that route, yeah, fine. I, I think you've hit it spot on when, when it starts going back to trying to be more mm. traditional dwarf. It's not. It just doesn't seem that much point because. Um, but it's a very. It's very interesting. I always find uh, film effect and actually film as well um, removes me from the action more. Yeah. Um, this is why I love old Doctor Who. Those explosions feel real. Yeah. but why is that I think po partly it's because of the motion of video I think what mm. accurately reflects the motion of I, uh, I do think eyes. this is what I mean about when, when you see things on film the motion looks different yeah. I mean to compare to explosions there are explosions in the title sequence of both series 7 and 8 mm. of Dwarf you have the explosion of the gazebo yeah in seven, and you have the explosion in the cargo bay in eight. Good and look at the difference. Yeah. In the the one, the one of the gazebo is a bigger and better explosion because mm. it's it's not a model shot, mm. um, but, but it it's got like a weird away. slow motion, almost slow motion effect to mm. it. And you, you're right, I, I've never really noticed this before, but you feel distance from it. The one in series eight in the cargo bay, maybe it's because it's in a smaller area, but you, it feels more. It's faster and more. That's also a fantastic. I also, show. Well, yeah, I, I also think it looks a bit cheap. Well, I like it, but I kind of expect model shots to look like that. I think the the other thing, mm. the other thing I was I was going to is why I always feel video, pure video, looks more realistic than um, either film. There's nothing or, getting in the way. There's, yeah, there's things. But there's two reasons for that. One, I'm not particularly film literate. I never have been. Mm. I'm comedy literate. I'm to an extent TV literate, but I'm not particularly film literate in any way. So that's obviously going to colour what I see as real. Secondly, it's not just that. <laughs> it's also the fact that news footage now is shot on video. So you yeah. automatically... As video mm. looks real because news looks 
Yeah, looks that's like a it. really good point. Yeah. So that's part of the reason yeah. why I find that. So I, I think there's all kinds of factors going in, and it's incredibly difficult to. I mean, it's a complete cop up. I think it's incredibly difficult to put hard and fast rules on anything like that because it it depends on so many things. It really does. It's true, but I don't think I don't think they should have gone down that route. I, th- I think they were going I, to I still do think Tika would have been um, would have worked visually without without the removal and I, I, I do think it just it just puts a layer it just separates me a little it just it makes it feel distant and really just but kind I, of say, I, I think know. that's appropriate for the tone of but the series I, do. I don't I want to be distant from Red Dwarf I want to, I want well, to be well no I mean if you don't want to be but the, I mean if, I, if, I think that is I don't think that's an issue just with the film I think that's a wider issue with the tone of the series yes I agree because um, well, I think yeah. the series creates that distance anyway um, because it tries to feel that bit more epic and that bit more filmy yeah um, and um, you know wh- whether or not you like that it's I think it's an issue with the overall yeah setting and not not with that specific part of it personally as I say I, I don't think it was necessarily a bad direction to go in I mean you know you have to consider that at this point Red Dwarf had gone through six series mm-hmm. um, and had reached a point in 93 where okay an ending of sorts was, was forced upon it by circumstance because of Craig but everyone had then got it fixed in their heads that, that it was over and done with because of what had happened with Craig yeah. and then that all got sorted out and you know everything was worked out with everyone coming back and uh, Rob had left as well and that so there was a sense of a new beginning with it um, and they really did do that yeah I mean you, they did have the balls to go quite to, to have never this never say Red Wolf never had the balls to <laughs> oh yeah that's but I, th- I think the point I it's think if you know if they were ever gonna change things around it was that was the opportunity to do so mm. It's a very good point. It's all about whether those changes resonate with you or not. I, yeah, I mean, I mean, but I, I don't think that whether or not they should have done it is affected by whether or not you think it works. If you see what I mean. Yeah, I no? absolutely agree. If you don't personally think that it works, and you know, I don't think it's an entirely successful experiment. That doesn't mean that I don't think they should have done it because it's not like they took a show that was at its height and was still running yeah. and then suddenly and then changed it. it they yeah. took it you know they could have not made series 7 and 8 yeah. and series 1 to 6 would have been left the way they were I almost prefer to see it that series 7 and 8 are a separate entity because series 1 to 6 still exists kind of to quote Gary Bushel hermetically sealed um, <laughs> you know kind of on, on their own and there was again. enough of a gap before series 7 that um, I think it you know that they could be allowed to have a bit of a break point with it and, and and change the way that they approached it I do, you know if series 7 had come out the year after series 6 then it would have been far more incongruous and I think it would have been a mistake but it gave them the opportunity to go what the hell and it may not have worked but we can see from Tika that yeah. if they'd gone it, if, if if Tika had been built on by the end yeah. of the series, you could have something But they didn't really have the money special. to build on it. That's the problem, oh, that's, isn't it? Yeah. That's the problem. So that's they, always been the problem. With they didn't go far enough down the road. Yeah. yeah. If they were going to do it, they needed they yeah. needed a bigger budget, uh, and they need needed a bigger budget. You could have. You could have. I, I I absolutely agree with you, Seb. I think Ticket is the start of something that could have been really really good, but it's it almost not built feels on. like they're chicken now. Yeah, and it. it's it. Well, they ran out of money. Yeah. But no, t- Ticker, just to round it up, Ticker, I find frustrating. Yeah. I think that's what I can in- that's, encapsulate. That's Series 7 in a nutshell. Frustrating, yeah. because, 
you know, uh, it it shows the germ of something that could mm. have been really special. It's got some very nice yeah. sequences in it. There's not enough jokes, which I you can't I, I, I honestly I do watch a comedy series for the jokes <laughs> now. And I don't mean that snidely. Um, yeah. What I mean is, and I'm a self-confessed gag merchant. I really like my comedy to be heavily packed with jokes. I don't mean that snidely to anyone who doesn't. I don't mean that snidely as in you know you want to watch um, a comedy that's slightly less dense, more doing other things. I've not got a problem with that. But just me personally, yeah, I'm a real kind of, and that's why I love um, a lot of. Uh, you know that's why I love the traditional sitcom form because mm. it's and Red Dwarf would always have as many jokes in it as possible. See the the, the way that I look at, at the latter two series is that they fall down badly in the being funny department, both mm. of them. Um, it's, series it, eight tries to have more jokes, that, but it, but, the, yeah. but it has a lot of jokes, but I don't think most. Of Which them are is funny. a combination of bad script and b- yeah. bad performance. And I think if you're going to lose that and if you're not going to be as funny, then you might as well look at other things. Mm. And for that reason, of all of those. 16 episodes um, I will happily watch Tika most often Tika might be the only one possibly Stoke and possibly Blue but then again in those two it's more for the comedy anyway but though that's probably the one that I'll sit down and watch most likely mm. because from a more filmic perspective from looking at you know what they do technically um, and the way that the way that it's constructed and the way that everything looks and you know from a more appreciating the way that this was made perspective mm. and, and appreciating the sort of at times the feast for the eyes that goes on because there's a lot of great looking stuff in it I will more happily watch that because if I want to look for great comedy I'll watch series 1 to 6 and if I'm going to sit down and watch an episode from 7 and 8 I know I'm not going to get brilliant comedy out of any of them so I might as well get the episode that looks great and that has a decent story yes yes absolutely absolutely you've just agreed that series 7 is better than 8 then no <laughs> no I I think hang on John do you think that series 8 is better than series 7 yes right what we'll do is we'll cut out that bit do you, do you say so add the yes I, to the do you agree. not think that you do not agree with this statement I think I uh, know my <laughs> point I can see where you're coming from put it like that I and I sort of agree I certainly think out of um, all of series 7 and 8 Tick is probably the best episode yeah. Um, even uh, though I prefer actually, I- ironically, I think eight's probably got the best because eight's got Cassandra. <laughs> I should have mentioned that before. Actually, that when I say that that's the one I'd sit down and watch, Cassandra's probably the one that I'd most sit down. I and read watch. it on this mission statement. <laughs> but it, it's but yeah, I mean, uh, it's just going back, uh, series seven is frustrating, and, and, and as I said, it's I feel guilty for saying that because of all the arguments in Red Dwarf fandom about series seven and eight. It's like, and it's not just that as well, because I really want to sit down and love series seven and eight. And this is, I think, yeah, what absolutely. frustrated me most about the DVDs, because God, the DVDs are amazingly put together. And I have to say, um, I don't think we said this properly before. Ticket to Ride, Ticket to Ride Extended, Ticket to Ride Remastered, Ticket to Ride Extended and Remastered. That is the best screen on any of these DVDs. <laughs> yes. Mm. So we've been Sir Patrick, John Paul. Uh, Tanya Jones. I've been a cunt. <laughs> Called Jonathan Caps. Bye. 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 Sleep well. They might not be listening to it at night. Be awake well. <laughs> and or and or sleep well, depending on Have your a good current time, situation. Whatever you're doing. <laughs>
and give him one from me. Bye. <laughs> Bye. You have been listening to Dwarf Casts. Brought to you by Ganymede and Titan at www.ganymede.tv. Thank you.